Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy 4-Way. I'm Vince, Season 1, Episode 5 here. I'm Vince. Joined, we got the full contingent with us today. Joined by Greg. Hello. Aaron. Hola. And Sam. What's up, everybody? Before we get it out, get into it, we have something to announce, boys. Four green arrows. We all rose this week. That is something that I don't think has happened. It's definitely not happened since the uh, the pod t- started. I don't know if it's happened since the group chat started. <laughs> I think. I, I feel like we all went six to midnight. Oh, when when I I can't remember who figured out. It might have been Sam who figured out that it was four green arrows, but it was definitely a big moment. I I looked at Aaron, my wife, and said four green arrows. To which she said, "Woo." That was the I forgot that said. your wife's name was Aaron, and I was like, "Aaron Steed is not your wife." <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to clarify for the uh, the millions of listeners that that I was not talking about Aaron from the pod there. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's pretty exciting. So I think the vibes are going to be pretty pretty good um, for um, us. I, I also want to congratulate us. We had four green arrows, and all of our teams this past weekend got at least a point. In their games, you know, Everton had a, a point in their draw. Chesterfield had a draw for a point. Tottenham won, and oh, um, oh, oh my gosh! Let's, All right, let's well, move, let's move on. <laughs> team one, we're good. Aaronson's winning the Blonde or Let's go. Sam, Sam has conveniently left Chelsea <laughs> off the uh, running order here, so I had to get that that one in there. Um, so, game week three results, uh, I think I'll go ahead and just go first. Um, so, I had 55 points, which f- is weird, because that's a low game week rank, but I think among, like, locked-in players, that's actually a pretty high score, because I know, I think locked-in players, like, were down this week because of the big-at-the-back strategy kind of blowing up for this week only. But I had 55, Ederson with one, Trent, Cancelo, both with zero. I don't know if that's ever happened where both of them got zero in games where they started. Like, you know, maybe one of them has, but both of them getting zero is wild. Uh, Reese James and Kukurea both with one. Uh, Perisic came through with 12. Um, he is fifth in XGA, by the way, in the league, and he's got one start. <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, it's insane. Uh, I had Captain Mo with 16, Martinelli with 6, Gundogan, which I got to give myself credit. That was, seemed like a good pick on wildcard. Um, with 8, Kane with 6, and Jesus with 4. Had Andreas first on my bench, so I didn't get those points, but realistically, I wouldn't have started him over any of the guys in my lineup. So Overall, you know, I moved up a million to 3 million, and the, the climb begins. So... Uh, Greg, where, where, how was your week? Where are you at currently overall? Uh, it was a good week overall. I had 54 points, so just a point behind you, Vince. Uh, I jumped up to a whopping uh, 6,690,904 overall, um, which is a good jump for me. And I distanced myself from my only real rival in our league this year, which is our friend Clay who has made it known to me his only goal was to beat me. So, uh, I had some similar I had some similar uh, players to you, Vince, um, in terms of Perisic with 12 and Captain Mo with 16. Uh, I got nothing from Trent, like you said. Raya has been a decent goalkeeper uh, so far. I got three points from him, so just a one above that um kane had six son had three um andreas had eight and then uh, i was unlucky and dumb and i originally had swapped out um one of the aston villa players i had uh for Grealish, and that didn't work out so womp all right uh aaron we'll go ahead and go with you next yeah, I got a uh, fifty-seven points. Uh, so, you know, I think we're we're all about in the same ballpark. It sounds like, um, like you, Vince. I had uh, Cancelo and Trent both <laughs> coming in with zero points each, um, and Perisic as well. So that's finally come through, and I think now I'm feeling 
I'm feeling pretty good about having Perisic. And I think it was maybe going to be worth those the uncertainty over those first two games with Perisic. Um, James with one point, Patterson with two points, and then my favorite of the back line, Pickford coming in with seven points, uh, getting an assist, and almost, I mean, I he, they were very, very close to keeping that clean sheet. I would have had the double clean from Pickford and Patterson uh, had they kept the clean there, but... Um, yeah, pretty happy with Pickford with seven points. Uh, he got one bonus as well, made some saves. So I've, I've actually been happy with Pickford so far. I think Everton's defense is improving. So I think there's going to be potentially at home some some good clean sheet uh, potential in Everton's future, I think. Um, midfield, I had Salah, captain, with 16 points. Uh, Saka with three. Martinelli with six. And then up top, Holland with six, and Jesus with four. Both uh, Bailey and Andreas on the bench for 13 points kind of hurts a little bit, because if I even had one of those players sub in, or it'd start, which, you know, looking at my team, I like you, Vince, I, I don't think I would have started anyone differently than what I did. But, you know, even having five, five extra points would have made a huge difference this game week. But, oh well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Everton at home, especially against bottom half attacks, I don't even need to say bottom half teams, just like bottom half attacks is something where it's like, okay, you can, because their problem is not their defense, in my yeah. opinion. It's it's very much their attack, so. Um, but yeah, I, I hate for you that didn't come off, because, I mean, if, if you could have gotten the Everton clean and the Pickford assist, I mean, that would have been stuff the stuff dreams are made of, so. It, it really is. It's a game of margins, and it's like one sort of like deflection into the path of Brennan Jump goal off that. Otherwise, they don't really seem that uh, you know likely to score from what I saw of that game. So, just think of it as Pickford is seven times better than Ederson if you just base it off fantasy this week. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a good thing. Is my differentials definitely came through like. Pickford with seven, Perisic with twelve. Uh, that was that was pretty good. And, you know, definitely the reason why I ended up on a green. So, well, we'll go to our highest score from the week, um, which is probably the, the is the only scoring anything of Chelsea did this weekend, uh, and that is that is Sam with with your haul this weekend. Oh gosh, yeah. So, oh man, the the Chelsea digs just keep coming anyway game week three was on 62 points um sanchez with eight he's uh he's been really good this year brighton as a whole has been really good uh so really happy with that pickup have gabrielle with seven um have the just complete blanks from Cancelo and taa one point from diaz who actually didn't even initially start uh funnily enough and then Perisic with 12, Martinelli with 6, Diaz with 2, Mo with the captain's armband with 16, and then Holland with 6, and Jesus with 4. Um, so, you know, from the outset, would think it would be good, but 62 in a week like this where so many teams that have triple um, premium defenders got absolutely smoked, uh, I'll, I'll take it, especially having... I think the biggest thing for all of us is the fact that we had Mo with the captain's armband. Um, I think that paid dividends. So happy with that choice, and and overall happy with where I am. Right at 500k, 507,000 to be specific, and uh, feeling good about where my team's at right now. Yeah, I think the first like 10 weeks, your goal is just to be in the top million. Like if you're in the top ten mil or top million, top ten million, yeah. If you're in the top ten million, no. If you're in the top million after ten weeks, I think you could say, okay, I got a shot for a good finish this year. So especially like, because right now you get people with the rogue picks who, you know, are flying. Obviously, Rodrigo is somebody that I don't think any of us have. Um, I think he's a bit of fool's gold in the sense of like he's obviously very hot right now. I can't imagine he'll finish the year as the highest, you know, point scorer in fantasy, but, you know, definitely think you had some people that went to him this past week, and he obviously hauled um, again, so, uh, but, like, if you watch that Chelsea game, like, he, he wasn't, the second goal was a, a set-piece header, you can't bank on that, and then the third goal, Chelsea were just, like, chasing the game, 
so it was wide open. Um, yeah, and if you go back to like the Wolves fixture, um, you know he scores near post, and it's kind of like uh, you know Jose Sock could have done a lot better. So I mean, there's been a couple of those sort of situations where Rodrigo has scored sort of an iffy kind of a goal that you know like maybe he's a little lucky and that luck's going to run out but we'll see well, well hopefully that's the case because he's been did he start out at six yeah he started out six oh and i think he's going to be 6.4 after tonight so yeah, he's on a similar track right to martinelli and kind of that shooting up in price yeah so uh we'll kind of get into probably the biggest thing from a fantasy perspective, because I think a lot of people, and I kind of mentioned it, this is genuinely to talk about it, like very briefly. Some people were like panicking that like I had wildcarded loaded up on Chelsea defense. Some people brought in Kukurea. I just think that was a weird game. Like, I don't think there's anything reason to be too panicky about Chelsea's defense. Cause all three of those goals, I mean, the first one's a fluke anomaly. The second one's a set piece goal, which again, that, that can happen. And then the third one is chasing the game. So I think the biggest, I don't want to say panic, but the biggest like uh, in the FPL community is, and I'm going to word this how Sam worded it in the uh, the chat here. Okay, seriously, what's going on with Liverpool? Um, because the first two games, I think you could sit there and say, okay, Fulham, newly promoted team, at Fulham, they're going to be jacked up, ready to go for that game. A draw seems bad, but ultimately is not terrible. Then the Crystal Palace game, Liverpool were legitimately unlucky not to win that. But Liverpool were deserved losers against a Manchester United team that had looked completely lost. So I think, you know, there is some credit to United for, for getting up for this game and playing. Um, but I think there's a lot of concern that we can direct at Liverpool. Um and so my first question is, which one of us is going to sign as a reserve for Liverpool's midfield? <laughs> oh, Definitely God. not me. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't pay me to play for Liverpool. You you could pay me to play for Liverpool easily. I will play for Liverpool, and I will take those wages. I mean, but seriously, I, I guess, uh, Sam, I'll go to you first, because I think we know what we're going to get from Aaron, and, and it's just glee, probably. Liverpool Liverpool currently in 16th, one point ahead of Everton. Um, we're coming for you, Liverpool. <laughs> hey, hey, that's Liverpool got a lot of big relegation six-pointers coming up. You know, they got Bournemouth this weekend, they got Everton coming up. It's, it's you know... Um, but Sam, what are what are you noticing? Is it as simple as just Liverpool are, are beat up right now and have a lot of injuries, or do you think there's a bigger fundamental issue? I think it's a few things. Um, I think the injuries definitely play a role. The injuries on the defensive side, they obviously are missing probably their two most regular center back partners for Van Dyke. The, uh, the injuries in the midfield, uh, Diago being out hurts a ton. Uh, Akedo was out, although I know there's also some transfer speculation with him. Um, and then the lack of Jota and um, Nunez up top, although Nunez is suspended, not injured, also hurt. So I think that's part of it. I think another part of it is they've lost a lot of players in the past few seasons and haven't really replaced them like they kind of have. But, I mean, Nunez is not a like-for-like -like replacement for Mane. Um, they haven't really replaced Wijnaldum at any point, and they just have a bunch of midfielders that have gotten older over time, and they haven't replaced. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually I wrote about this in the Honest Dijon post that's going to come out soon, but there's been all this talk recently about how they're eventually going to get Bellingham. This summer really would have been the time to do that. I know there's the Bundesliga tax and all of that, but I, I rate him super highly, and I think he's exactly what they're missing right now in midfield. Um, so I think that would smart. And then the last thing, and this has been, I think it's been covered, but I think it's a little underrated in how important it's mattered, is to be honest, Van Dyke's looked kind of bang average as a center back. <laughs> when historically he's been just world-class and that team plays in a way where TAA and Robertson are pushed way up and Van Dyke's supposed to handle one-on-ones and, 
you know, be a worldly defender when teams break on them. And he hasn't been that. And he's had a bunch of screw ups. I don't, I don't blame the, I think it was the first United goal on him. I know there's been that picture of him kind of standing there. Um, you could make any player look bad. If you take a snapshot of like a millisecond of a player taking a shot on goal, it doesn't show Milner who has slid over and got cut back on by Sancho. Um, I actually have more problem. And again, this is probably a bias of mine with TAA just kind of walking back in coverage on that goal. But uh, I think it's a bunch of little things that are adding up to just hurt this team overall. I actually listened to somebody who is like pretty, I would pretty smart and knows Liverpool. And they were saying that they've noticed for a few years now, ever since they got Allison, Liverpool defenders don't, when shots are inside the box, they don't, they're not as active about blocking them because they trust him to make the stop. So they were saying, they were saying like, absolutely Van Dyke should close that down. You can't let a guy just stand there in that spot. But he thinks the reluctance to push out was that they're kind of coached to trust Allison to make saves. And to be fair, usually he does, you know, he's, I think he's the best keeper in the league and maybe the world personally, but, um, so that might have been Van Dyke's thinking, but yeah, I, I I agree with the point that he has looked, like you said, pretty average, and that's a problem. As a U.S. fan, I obviously hope that uh, Southgate still selects Jordan Henderson, um, because that, oh that would be gosh. that would be great for us uh, on Black he Friday. Terrible. Um, Jeez. Yeah, he looked awful, awful. Um, I. You know, the good news for Liverpool is they obviously have, like, what screams a bounce-back game. You know, a team that's not going to create chances, that's not going to burn them on the counter. You know, that they should be able to possess the ball and just pound crosses in and, and you know, do... Like, if there was a game where Liverpool didn't really need the midfield to be firing, it would be Bournemouth, you would think. So, um, you know, I, I just... I think a lot of people are panicking in fantasy right now that have. I think if you have triple Liverpool, I think it's something where people are considering, do I need to wild card? Do I need to rip these guys out of my team? I would definitely get off of Liverpool double defense. Yeah. So I, I had it on that. wild card, or I got rid of it on wild card, but if you still have Trent and Robbo, I would get rid of one. I would still probably lean getting rid of Robbo over Trent. Agreed. But, um, yeah. it, it's, Liverpool double defense is not it right now. Um, so I, I think... That would be a move I would make, but if I had like Mo, Diaz, and Trent, like, are you really going to transfer out one of those guys before Bournemouth? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, you know. Um, Aaron, do you kind of have any any thoughts or anything to add, kind of on Liverpool there? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you guys covered most of it. I think a lot of their buys in the market lately have seemed to be especially with like Nunez you know it's like kind of more with an eye towards the future so like they're losing a seasoned goal scoring you know veteran in Mane and then bringing in someone like Nunez who has done a lot to his credit has aside from the red card done a lot better than I thought he would um you know adjusting to the Premier League um but you know there's been a real lack of like energy in the midfield and, you know, as, as we're seeing it now because of injuries and lack of transfers, uh, like Sam said, you know, they never really replaced Wijnaldum. And he's now like surplus at PS, PSG and has been loaned to Roma. Um, you know, uh, it just seems a little bit stale, especially in the midfield. And they're depending on, you know, Jordan Henderson and James Milner to do a job. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot different than... Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and, you know, Henderson from several years ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, they just haven't done really enough to keep things fresh uh, in the transfer window. So, Yeah, Greg, did you have kind of any thoughts you wanted to add about Liverpool and kind of their early season? I can give you, I can give you thoughts from a fantasy perspective which is TAA costs a lot to only get four points in the first three games, so that hurts. But Mo has actually 
I'm not going to say been the perfect captain, but, I mean, he has – he's had two of the three games he's come through and at least made it feel like, okay, it was worth captaining Mo. So, yes to Mo. Trent, please get better. I I, I just don't see how Liverpool don't keep a clean sheet this weekend. Like, home Bournemouth is probably – own goal by Is Trent. Is that the best clean sheet fixture? Yeah, yeah. Is that probably the best clean fi- sheet fixture in the league, though? It's got to be, right? Yeah, like it's home hard to tell, with. though, because what? They've had to play City and Arsenal in their first three. Like, it's... <laughs> I mean, like, I, I agree. I think this weekend it's going to be no different. Like, but I don't know who did the schedule for them. But <laughs> that's, that's a pretty shitty start to the season, having to play three of those teams in their first four. Bournemouth in three games have generated 0.92 xG per yeah, that's pretty bad. That's that's bad. Doesn't matter. Who like even with a tough schedule, yeah, that's that's pretty that's, that's pretty bad. bad. So, um, yeah, I I think even though I just said transfer out Robbo, I understand people who maybe keep double Liverpool defense because you gotta be sitting there like, okay, surely they'll come through this week, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's reasonable why people are looking to get off. I, I think that's an overreaction. I personally hope a lot of people get off like Mo and, you know, he got a return, so I don't think people will. But um, I could see yeah. this easily being a Trent double-digit game. Yeah. If they keep I, it clean, he gets an assist. Like I'd also argue, like, the thing people never – I think the thing people struggle to think about is – and this doesn't apply if you're wildcarding, obviously, but, like, if you're going to get rid of Trent – who are you bringing in now? Like, who are you bringing in? And like, what are you doing with that money? And is it, do you have two transfers to move then to that money to another position? If so, what is that extra, what, two to three mil going to buy you at that position? I mean, it's, it's easy to say after like a couple of games, get rid of Trent, but there's always this other side of, who are you going to get and why are you so sure that the cost of using that transfer, because let's be clear, using a transfer is a cost to you, is going to somehow make up for what Trent's going to do going forward. Yeah. I, I, I'm I not going to do this, but I was just saying for my team, the way I have it, if I got rid of Trent, I would probably do Trent to like Trippier and then upgrade either my third striker or one of my four or five midfielders. Right? And so like I think that's people are going to do that but like we we know Trent is a 200 point player he just is like he is somebody that he could easily make up for this poor spark by having like three straight double digit hauls in a row and they don't have a backup right back really like that's not he's somebody that's gonna play because I mean they can play Gomez out there I guess but like with James how Miller depleted, oh god I mean, that is the ironic thing about triple Liverpool right now is if you want a reason to keep it, they're maybe the one, like, premium team that's going to have to play all these guys twice a week because they don't have other options right now. So, I mean, Mo's going to play almost every game. Diaz is probably going to play almost every game. Like you said, TAA. I mean, I guess, I guess Robertson has, like, the closest thing to a real backup that can play, but I mean, they don't have anybody else. I honestly think Liverpool is a preview right now of what happens to Arsenal if they get like two injuries. Like, where, because I mean, Liverpool have what, eight guys out right now, I think, in total, like like eight first team players. And I'm not saying it, for Arsenal, they don't even have to get to eight. If they just get like two or three injuries, they're kind of in trouble. So, I, I just think that maybe we're in another unlucky year for Liverpool with injuries, which, I mean, as a Tottenham fan, I would love because that, that opens up, you know, that takes away. Really, it's just down to us and Man City and Leeds for the title. So um, it, it's, you know, it, it – I do think for Liverpool, though, this is a bad year to get off to a bad start when top four is not assured this year. In the sense of, like, you look at those top four teams and, you know, Tottenham are definitely better. Arsenal are better. I still think Chelsea will be fine. Um, 
you know, and, and Man United if they can get their stuff together. I'm not going to all of a sudden say they're going to get their stuff together, but like if they could, they should push too. They're going to need got, to be pretty active the next week or so yeah. to really, I think, make a fist of it. But Yeah, well, and then if you got Newcastle who stays healthy, they're going to push too, if they can stay healthy. Now, they don't have depth, so if they don't stay healthy, then they're out of luck too but yeah so i, I just yeah, no I th- no backup for joe linton <laughs> yeah 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 who would have thought that would be a thing like what two years ago it's like oh man if they lose joe linton they're in trouble so but any y'all got anything to add i think we kind of covered it there with liverpool i mean i think we're all kind of in the mindset of like i get why as a fan you would be upset i can understand people wanting to get off double defense but ultimately i think they're still good fantasy assets and i think we could easily see them come through over the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, cause they agreed. have what? They have, like, Bournemouth, Everton coming up. Uh, well, they won't they have, score in that game, but... They have, they do have Newcastle, but it's at home, and I think I think Newcastle could... Away Newcastle... Like, I could see Newcastle going through and losing only, like, one or two games at St. James yeah. Park all year. But I think away Newcastle might not be as bad as playing them. Or, or like, Newcastle away won't be as bad as Newcastle at home for a fixture. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I feel pretty comfortable keeping Trent and Mo. I see no reason I'm going to get rid of them short of them getting injured. Yeah, the way I see, like, Mo is, like, you know, watching the the last few games, like, he's he's really not been super involved in a, a lot. Like, it, it's just not, it's, like, the chances just aren't falling to him, whether that's because of Nunez or, or whatever, um, or just that they were so bad against United. Um, but he's still getting returns, and he's playing that poorly. Like, what happens when he actually starts playing better, and Liverpool start playing better? Like, you figure he's probably going to be involved somehow. So, definitely a hold for Mo. Yeah, what's crazy is I just looked on Understat. He's 16th in XG right now, which for Mo, that's in- kind of insane. Yeah, that he's there right now. So. All right, I think the next thing here, we'll, uh, we have the wonderful Chesterfield minute, right? And and so last time, Greg, I think we were at 57 seconds. Yeah, so okay, same. I got, I, got, I got my I got my phone here. I'm same okay, because I gotta I gotta do I gotta do two games this time because they have two the games that played. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'll let you know when I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so the first game they played Wrexham last week. I think it was last Tuesday. Not this past Tuesday, but the Tuesday last. And they won 2-0, beat the crap out of them, completely dominated. Wrexham fans were in shambles because this was supposed to be their year. Wrexham has not been doing well. Side note, there is going to be a Netflix documentary on Wrexham. It's called Welcome to Wrexham. I think episode 5 will have the spy rights on there. So... Be sure to be on the lookout for that when it comes in October. Second game was this past weekend. It was on Saturday against Knotts County. We were up 2-0, and then we gave up a bad goal, and then we gave up a good goal, so it ended in a draw, and we only got one point from it, which is a shame because we should have had three. And on to the next. What's our time there, Sam? 44 seconds. Wow. Wow. Oh, you had time to spare, Greg. You're welcome. Uh, Greg, did you still need to get off, or are you good to stay on? I always need to get off. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) Uh, I I probably need to go, but I can give you my quick couple updates before I go. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that's that's what I was asking. Yeah. Uh, Changes that I made. Sun has just not looked like Sun, and even though they are about to play Nottingham Forest, I can't anymore uh so i dropped him and i swapped him out for kdb um and then i dropped Grealish and picked up uh gundawan so we'll see how it works out and i'm not moving my i, I, I like i like those moves greg was that yeah, a minus four moves, yeah it was a minus four but i'm so far down who effing cares <laughs> so yeah whatever um so I made those Moe's moves, and I'm just keeping the captain spot on Mo because they're playing Bournemouth, like you said. Um, and right now my vice is KDB. I don't think it matters that much. Um, but most of my team is still the same. Perisic, Diaz, uh, Trent, 
Patterson, my back four in the midfield, KDB, Mo, Gundogan, Ramsey, who I'm probably going to get rid of because what a waste of space, uh, Andreas, and then Kane up top, Ray and goal, and then that's it. Cool. All right. I, 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 like, the, I like the moves. I think those were good transfers. And my son has been sti- signed by Stuttgart. What, yeah, what is that? Because you mentioned that, and I didn't know uh, what that meant. He he start he starts his soccer league this this Saturday, and his team is Stuttgart. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so he signed with them, and uh, we'll see what position he plays if he even really uh, picks up on it. But we'll see. So I'll, I'll <laughs> send videos. Uh, probably not. I think it's just, hey, do you know the basics? But he um, is jacked. He gets a uniform. We went to uh, we went to the store and got him shin guards, socks. He's pumped. You gotta you gotta let me know a game so I can show up in a full tracksuit and just go like soccer coach Tyron on the sideline. Every Saturday, ten a.m. Starting, I think the Saturday after Labor Day. Gotcha. Maybe we can we can throw it'll be Chesterfield and uh, Stuttgart update. Yeah, I'll even give please. You, I'll give you a minute thirty for that one. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Greg. Have a good one, All man. Right, comrades. See you later. Adios. All right. So next thing we're gonna move to is we have the congested fixture schedule coming up. So we have kind of three games, Premier League games in a week. Then we have Europe. And from there, it's kind of, I think, two or three games a week, depending on, you know, where you're at and cups, where you're at. Because Carabao Cup started today for non-European teams. Um, so Or yesterday, sorry. So we're in the heavy fixture congestion. And I guess it's just kind of, you know, talking through, like, what our strategy is going to be for, for congested schedule. You know, um, European teams, six games in ni- uh, 19 days. Thanks for that note, Sam. Um, so I guess kind of what are we thinking about for the European teams first, and then we'll kind of go into any other teams that you're concerned with for fixture congestion. So, Aaron, I'm going to go to you first. Yeah. Um, I, truth be told, I haven't thought a terrible amount about it um i kind of i got rid of Grealish last week so i mean he was he was always going to be a rotation concern anyway but especially going into european fixtures so i feel like you know i i feel a little bit better not having him um but uh let's see arsenal have europa don't yes, they yes they do and united do as well so not that yeah, it'll has be play. <laughs> right. Not 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 yet anyway. Probably. Although I'm sure there'll be some people who are you know knee jerk and will will get San, uh, Sancho or you know someone. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how like Saka, Martinelli, and you know Jesus like what what you know rotation is going to look like at Arsenal. How they'll be affected? I'm not really sure. I imagine Mar- Martinelli and like Smith Rowe are going to swap out occasionally. Um, I mean, are we really going to see Enketia start up top in the Premier League over Jesus? I don't know. What do you guys think? I I don't see that. I th- I think I gotta be honest. I know he's got a small squad, but one thing that struck me about last year is how naive Arteta is about rotation. He he didn't rotate at all last year and then acted like he and Arsenal fans then acted like they were unlucky that guys got hurt after being run into the ground. So I I think Nketia will be the Europa League, at least in the group stage, he'll be the starter up top for sure. Um, but in the Premier League, I don't think he's going to rotate his starters because he just doesn't seem to do that. And I, I get that they don't really have a big squad, but it's just kind of... I, I very much will not be surprised when Arsenal players have been run into the ground another year and they'll scream it's unlucky. But I I, I just, I know I obviously have a bias against Ar- Arsenal, but I also think Arteta is trying to run his club like it's Man City. And it's 
it's not. <laughs> like yeah. they have a yeah. they have a really good first eleven, really good first eleven, and they could beat anybody. I, I truly think they could. Their first eleven could beat anybody in any given game. Mm-hmm. But we're not over a season, and once these were, I mean, last year Arsenal famously once they started being multiple games a week crumbled. You know, they did much better when it was one game a week. So that'll be a big adjustment for them. Um, I could see, I do think during this fixture congestion, I could see there being less goals, right? Because I could see attackers being worn out more and, and you know, there being more clean sheets as we go through. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think the Champions League teams, you kind of know they're going to still play their top guys because it's Champions League. And I mean, like, top guys aren't going to want to be like, yeah, I'll sit out this Champions League game. Um, a lot of it, I think, depends on draw, though, because like Chelsea and Tottenham, for example, if they get in a group with a really weak team and they're playing them the first or second game, they're probably like, all right, we could probably rotate a little bit. Not a ton, but we can rotate a little bit for that one. <laughs> so it just depends on what the draws are. But whereas Europa for United and Arsenal, I think they're going to rotate regardless at least in Europa League, for the first couple games. And if they panic and they're like, oh, we've dropped points, we need to go ahead and secure the group. Sam, do you kind of have any thoughts with the fixture congestion for European teams first? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes on a team-by-team basis. Um, Like you said, I think Arsenal are going to play their starters in the Premier League. I I don't... I mean, like, I, I just don't see Arteta caring as much about Europa. I could be wrong, but... I think he'll play most of the starters then. I think Liverpool have no choice, so they're going to have to play their players twice a week. Uh, I, I think the interesting team, or most interesting team, is probably City. Um, especially, like, it, it seems like Pep every week comes out with a quote about how he's going to rotate Holland with Alvarez. So, I mean, that's to be expected. I know I'm potentially looking at a Holland to Kane switch at some point. Partially due to that, partially due to fixtures. Um, just kind of difficulty of fixtures uh but the thing even with city is i mean they're pretty hurt at the back right now i mean they played and i don't know why they played this they played a friendly against barcelona today they started diaz and walker at center back <laughs> like they're it's that bad for them right now and, and i mean they only he only played the starter or played the main guys for like 45 minutes but they're down to diaz and stones right now um, so, I mean, their center backs are going to have to play. Cancelo's going to play every minute, probably. Um, I, I think he'll rotate Holland. Outside of that, he, I mean, he'll rotate in Grealish and Mares some. I don't even know how much he's going to rotate the midfield. I mean, I, I guess I forgot uh, Callum Phillips is even there. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about a guy who might regret his move right now. Um, that's one he, to look at. He actually left today injured. He had, he Did he got, really? He, he left the game with like Sheesh, an injury, dude. Again, someone needs to explain to me why they played this game. But, um, I mean, there you go. So I was gonna say they might be rotated defensive mid, but maybe not. I mean, they just they don't really have that many rotation options outside of that number nine position. So is Fernandinho I, still there? No, he's gone now. Okay. Yeah, he's in. I think he's back in Brazil. Um. I mean, that's the thing, and I think this comes up a lot, but everybody always gets a little concerned, and you definitely, I think, want some protection if you can have it on your bench. You don't necessarily want budget players who don't get any playing time, just so you can at least get your two points, if anything. But these guys are going to play. It's still early enough in the season. You know, we're at the point now with sports science where recovery is just mapped out in a way that it hasn't been before. There's going to be some rotation, but I think to make squad decisions outside of just obvious rotation places is probably a waste of a transfer. Um, Yeah, you're going to have a a game where a guy doesn't start where you expect it to. Pep Roulette will always be there, but you have the best players for the reason, and these teams have have the best players for a reason, and so they play. Yeah, I I think... Well, and City made an... I, I'm confused by City's choice for this season to go to a smaller squad. Like, this does not seem the right season to do it, you know? Like, I feel like they've carried a smaller squad than they typically have in the past. And and I just... Doing it this season seemed like an odd choice. 
you know, when you knew the congestion was going to be so bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think it, it was just the money was so good. I mean, if you consider how much Zinchenko and Jesus played for them, I know Jesus played a lot at the end of the season, but what, 50 mil apiece for each of them, pretty much? I mean, that's... Now, I don't get why they weren't replaced. I will say that. Like, why they didn't get, like, for, like, either young players or established players to replace them, but... They did yeah. sign a young left back, I think, from I saw that, yeah. La Liga. Gomez, I think, Sergio Gomez or something like that. I, I think there were rumors he was going to go on loan, though. I don't know if that was true, ah. but... I, I mean, maybe not now. Yeah, maybe but, not. Um... Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see. I mean, maybe maybe Pep messes with the lineup, goes three at the back at some point, with Walker as as one of the backs. I know he's done that, but yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I I I don't know. I I think we'll we'll see what happens because I think people look at City as a juggernaut this year, especially with Holland up top. But if he gets hurt, like I, I this. For me, I think because of the squad, because of the fixture congestion, feels, and maybe I'm wrong on saying this, but it feels like the most vulnerable City's been in in a while. I still think they're the best team, and I still think they win the league, but I just feel like their decision to go with a thin squad could come back and bite them a little bit. Thin by their standards, right? So, yeah. Um I really think outside of European teams, though, are there any teams that have, like, stood out in fantasy that you're maybe worried about as, as games tighten up here? I'm thinking of, like, your Newcastles, your Leeds. You know, outside of the European teams, those are kind of the ones that stand out as of having good fantasy assets to start the year. Um, is there any concern there, or are we just kind of full steam ahead with those options? Um, I mean, I know... I, I really like Brighton right now. I like all of their assets, especially given the price. I think Potter's done a fantastic job coaching that team. Uh, I, I think I'm pretty sure all three of their center backs are at 4.5. Um, they have a bunch of like 5 and 5.5 players in the midfield. Um, and I mean, honestly, even Danny Welbeck's looking a little interesting. Now, I think at that price range, you'd rather just spend a little bit more on um, – Tony or someone else in that like high six, low seven area. But I, as far as like I feel right now, I know I'm looking at them potentially bringing one or two guys. I already have Sanchez, so I guess that's one. So I'd probably bring in one more. But um, that, that, that for me is the team that stood out as having potentially good assets. And I'll also say their run of fixtures coming forward in the near term is, is really good. Yeah, I like I like defensively shouting out Brighton. I think Dunk's four five. He I don't know if he's price rose and he's four six now, but that's some that's somebody too. You can definitely like if you had double up Brighton defense, you'd feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Aaron, do you have kind of any thoughts for the non-European teams? Are are you going triple Everton here in the fixture question? <laughs> no, I will not be going triple Everton unless Everton sign a striker. And then maybe I would consider it, but even then, doubt I would go that far. No, I'm, I'm okay with uh, having Pickford and Patterson. Uh, Patterson's not going to play every game, just, just those home games. Um, but I think there, like I said before, I think there is good clean sheet potential there moving forward. Everton have made some good defensive signings. Tarkovsky and Connor Cody both coming in, you know, seasoned. Premier League center backs that have featured in, you know, really good defenses before um, and worked on the spine of the team as well. So I think clean sheets will, will come, especially at home at Goodison. Um, yeah, Newcastle, I think definitely like, uh, you know, Trippier is probably the one that most people would have. Um, unfortunately, I got rid of him. Last week for James for minus four that kind of blew how, up my face a little bit. Didn't, how come you didn't start him against Man City? So obvious. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, one of those knee-jerk kind of reactions that didn't quite pay off. But uh, I don't know. El- uh, Callum Wilson, obviously, if he stays fit, I think he'll be definitely. I think more more people will look at having you know three starting forwards if he stays fit and carries on scoring. Um, 
because he definitely, you know, he knows how to score goals. Like when he's fit, he scores goals for whatever team he plays for. So uh, there's there's certainly that. Um, I'm trying to think, nothing else I think is really standing out. Um, obviously, I think you were kind of alluded to it, Vince, that the um, the Leeds Chelsea game. Like we're not going to see, you know, Leeds batter teams like that. Um, you know, top table top of the table teams. I think that was maybe. Not, I don't want to say that it was a fluke. I don't want to take anything away from from the Leeds performance, but you know, I'm not sure that like you, going out, and meant, getting a you meant America's performance. Yeah, I was about to say you're gonna yeah. have yeah, all sorry, America's idea. performance. Yeah, all our countrymen in your DMs right now, just yeah, going after you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Aronson as a fantasy asset does look interesting, but it's for me, it's still a wait and see. I'd be much more likely to go to Rodrigo if I could if I had those extra funds and I am sort of looking at over the next two weeks, getting rid of Bailey. And I'm going to give Saka one more week, I think to see if, if, you know, I've got the Arsenal triple up, uh, in attack right now. So we'll see if that pans out, but if not, I'm definitely thinking of downgrading Saka to somebody like, uh, Rodrigo and then upgrading Bailey to somebody else. So we'll, we'll see how that, how that works out. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something we knew going into this season, and, and now it's kind of the the part to kind of see what happens. So we'll uh, we'll move on from that and talk about uh, transfers and lineup. Uh, so Aaron, I'm going to come back to you real quick. We'll kind of go in reverse order here of what we just did. So Aaron, um, what's your lineup? Kind of tr- any transfers you're thinking of, and then uh, you know your captain, vice captain. Yeah, so this week I'm actually looking at holding uh, my transfers. So, um, yeah, so I'll be going with Pickford and goal, uh, and then a back four of Cancelo, Trent, Perisic, and James. I think they've all got good fixtures there. Um, And then in the midfield I'm going with uh, Salah, probably as my captain. That Bournemouth at home fixture just looks too good even even with the struggling uh liverpool uh and then i'm i've got saka and martinelli both have fulham and then up top holland and jesus i've got my i've got vice captaincy on jesus at the moment um i think arguments can be made for uh you know going with sala holland or jesus captain um, oh, and I think I forgot to mention that I'm also starting Leon Bailey. Uh, so we'll <laughs> we'll see how that goes. It's I don't know if I should start Andreas away at Arsenal. I mean that's a, that's a derby that there could be goals in that game um, from both sides. I, I could see Fulham scoring in that game. So I don't know um, if I I may make a last minute switch from Bailey to Andreas. But looking like a four-four-two. Gotcha. Yeah, I think your captain shouts are very, very reasonable there for this week. Uh, Sam, what are what are you looking at for lineup? Yeah, uh, I am also rolling the transfer over, so no transfer for me. Um, and I'm rolling pretty much the exact same lineup. So Sanchez and goal, big at the back with Gabriel, Cancelo, TAA, Diaz, Perisic, midfield three of Martinelli, Diaz, and Salah. And then Holland and Jesus up top. Um, I, I I'm almost sure I'm sticking the captain's armband on Mo. I am tempted to go Alexander Arnold with it, just because the game's kind of spicy for a player like him. Um, but I, I, I've always told myself always Captain Mo. Um, don't don't look for a reason not to. And and this fixture I think makes a lot of sense for him. So I'll probably captain him vice TAA. Yeah, I so before the Man United game, I was actually going to Captain Trent this week because I thought his floor is way higher than Mo's floor this week for me, just because I felt like Liverpool definitely keep it clean, and then if Trent can get one return, now all of a sudden you're looking at an 11-12 pointer, you know? Whereas Mo could have a game where he could, yeah, he could get it like an assist 
on a goal, but then Liverpool win two nothing, three nothing, you know, rather comfortably, and he just gets the assist, you know. Um, but I have the exact same lineup as last week. I'm rolling my transfer as well. Um, I see no reason to make a change. I wild carded, not so that I could then rip it out without a guy getting hurt. Um, so I have double Chelsea, or I have Ederson in goal, Trent, Cancelo, James, Perisic, Kukurea. I see no reason to rip out one of James or Kukurea over again what I th- I truly think was a fluke result, and I and not in the sense that Leeds won, but how they won. I mean, if if Mendy doesn't do that, like Leeds hadn't really threatened at that point, had they? It was just kind of they were pressing, but they they hadn't really had like a threatening chance. Yeah, we had had a bunch of chances. That yeah, typical Chelsea shit attack, but whatever. Yeah, I I don't get the way Chelsea's using Sterling. By the way, I don't think they're using him to his strength at all. Dude, it's. I I think part of the problem with the way he's using Sterling is he just doesn't have players that around him that emphasizes strengths. I mean. Matt Mount's been. You want to talk about people talking about players that have <laughs> been a kind of mediocre. Mount's been mediocre, and then Havertz. I actually don't think Havertz has been bad, but he's just he's not a pure nine striker. Um, so I think if Ster- I think if there was we had a true target man, Sterling would be fine. I think he'd be fine in the system. I, I I'm more mystified that Tuchel insists on playing James at right center back because that just He's our best offensive player, and I get the he's fast, and so you can isolate defenders or isolate attackers on him, but it hurts the attack way more than it helps our defense. Well, I think it made sense in a, in a game in, against Tottenham, right? Right. But it doesn't right. make sense to do that every time. Like it, it just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It kind of felt, and and Tuchel's not normally like this, but it kind of felt like he was like, well, this worked last week, it'll work this week too. And he treated like Tottenham and Leeds like they were the same, and and they're they're just yeah. not like it, it, it. Also, like, and I'm not saying he's doing this. And, and, uh, that's, we don't need to turn this to a Chelsea pod, but he, it almost feels like he's trying to force ownership's hand with transfers, and I, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's like he has players who can play that right center back position, and he's for some reason just not playing them. Like, I, I don't know what Chalaba did to him, but he was yeah, great I was gonna last ask year. About Chalaba. He, he was great last year. And, and now he's just like on an Island and now apparently enters interested in him. Like, I don't, I don't get that. It, it's just, it, it, at times it feels like Tuchel is just trying to make a point with his lineup decisions. And I am not a fan of that when he is players who have proven that, they are more than good enough to start in this league, and I and I get they might not be Man City quality good enough is like first eleven, but they're more than good enough. So I yeah I I don't know, but again I don't see what happens in trainings or anything like that. So yeah, um, so yeah I I I think if you have James and Kukurea. I I, th- I still think Chelsea will get sorted. I mean, they're playing Leicester at home, who have been abysmal pretty much in every facet of the game. I mean, the only reason they scored against Southampton was on a set piece, uh, free, a beautiful free kick by Madison. Um, I think I think Leicester are 19th in XG so far. And again, it's early, so XG's not, like, very great right now because it's a small sample size. But, I mean, who have Leicester played? They've played Southampton. They've played... Brentford. Brentford, and they've played Arsenal. Yeah, I mean like, that, t- that team's bad. Yeah, yeah and they have a bunch of players who want to leave. It's just oh, like Rodgers is def like first manager sacked. There were bookies apparently in England stopped taking bets on Rodgers first manager sacked. Like <laughs> so, I mean I I think he's gonna be out here shortly. Um, so yeah, I have my. Starting's back's the same. I have Captain Mo, Martinelli, Gundo, Kane, and Jesus for captain this week. I, I have it on Mo. I really considered Trent. I also considered Kane, Nottingham Forest, or 16th. This is the team that I think Forest might end up being the worst defense in the league. They're 16th in uh, expected goals against right now, and they haven't played Liverpool, City, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea. Like, they haven't played any of those teams yet. 
and they're sitting 16th. I, I mean, and like, like Aaron, I genuinely don't mean this disrespectfully. They're sitting 16th, and one of the games was against Everton. Like, that's, who, don't, who don't have a striker. Yeah, like, that's that's a red... Like, Everton, I think, put up, like, 1.4 XG against them. Like, I, I just... And, like, the game Nottingham Forest had at home, yeah, they won, but West Ham could have easily had a couple They like, Yeah, they hit the woodwork, like, what, three or four times, missed a penalty, like... Yeah, they got yeah, lucky I, there. I so think. that I I, I I genuinely thought about captaining Kane, um, but I, I think I'm going to keep it on Mo because I just feel like Liverpool surely have to bounce back from that United game. Like they they know this is a must must three points. Like this has to be three points. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll get I'll get a little gutsy and switch it to Trent, but I'll probably leave it on Mo. So I like both those but, shots. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we will go into another week. Hopefully, the opportunity is definitely there for another four green arrows. Um, I think, our, you know, we're slowly getting our teams into a spot where we're pretty comfortable. You know, I think three out of the four rolling transfers, and I thought Greg's moves were really good. Um, so I, I I think this could be a, a big week. Uh, y'all got a game you're you're looking forward to the most this weekend? Oh, that's a good question. Let me pull up the fixture yeah. list. Um... I mean, I hate always picking these big teams, but I think City Palace could be interesting. Yeah. Um, Palace has actually been pretty good, especially what they had Arsenal and Liverpool, two of their first three. Um, mm-hmm. Zaha's been in form, so, uh, and I think he's actually the perfect type of player to play that play kind of a counterattacking style against City. Uh, he, can, he also had the most Zaha thing ever with the penalty save put in the rebound. Yeah. The, the two-point goal, the Wilf Zaha special. Oh. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, outside of that, I, I don't see anything that exciting on the schedule. I I think Brighton-Leeds is the most exciting. Yeah, Bright, I was going to I was gonna yeah, say Brighton-Leeds. I, I think that game very you interesting. Got, you got two teams that have got off to a good start. I personally think Brighton will batter them. To be honest, this is kind of my game. It are leads for real. Like yeah. I don't mean for real in terms of like top four, obviously. More of like, okay, is this going to be back to the first year leads that were able to finish the top half of the table? Like, are they going to challenge for you know finishing that eighth, ninth, tenth spot, or are they going to you know? Are, are they not you know up to par with with the team? So. Um, because I, I Brighton's run of fixtures, we could be looking at Brighton in in like the top four, you know, into into October, you know. So I, I, I mean, think this Brighton. Is, this... Yeah, I was gonna sorry. I was gonna say uh, Brighton just they've been one of those teams the last few seasons. Like they they have like you know really good xG stats, but they just can't score. And this season they're actually finishing their chances. And it's just kind of crazy to see, like, you know, I think people have looked at, like, you know, what their table position over the last few seasons would have been had they, you know, finished closer to, like, their XG. And they would have been, like, in, you know, in the European places, like, easily. So that would be crazy if Brighton qualified for Europe. I want to say the COVID year, they were, like, fifth in XG, I think. Yeah. Or something like that. The The... Or I shouldn't say the COVID year, the like twenty twenty one season, the the empty stadium year. Yeah. Um, so, it's uh that that for me is my intriguing game. I'm excited as a Tottenham fan to have the last game of the weekend. That means that I can enjoy all the games without worrying about my weekend being ruined. I hate <laughs> I, I hated it last weekend having the first game because it's just if if you lose it's just like oh god. Um, yeah. So I think Arsenal Fulham could be fun. Yeah, that's a, a London derby. Uh, I think Arsenal will win, but I could see it easily being like another four-two. You know, Mitrovic scores a brace and then gets sent off. You know, <laughs> Arsenal really could have given up a goal. I mean, Ramsdale was out of his Jesus, mind. It's dude. just Bournemouth are yeah. so bad that I, I've never like yeah. that dude is Jackal and Hyde. Just like can be a great shot stopper in that one day, and then. Not even one day, one minute, and then like two minutes later, just lets it through his legs. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not a big Ramsdale fan. I think he's great at distribution, but outside of that, I, I, 
I'm not a big Ramsdale fan, so I would I would love it if he was again another guy. I would love if he was playing against the U.S. in in that World Cup game. I'd be like, yes, put everything on net. Uh, someone said about Ramsdale, he's great at making the ordinary look extraordinary. That's true. <laughs> he he honestly, he and Mendy are king of the most average save. Just like go completely horizontal to make it look like it's a worldy save. <laughs> just like it'll just be like one that should be an easy tip over the bar and they just like throw their bodies at it yeah and you're like oh what a save and then you see the replay and you're like uh so all right well i think we're all in a position to hopefully fly we you know our teams have let's see who chelsea have lester i mean you gotta feel good about winning that game especially at home uh everton at brentford away that one will probably be a little more challenging i would think um, you know, and Tottenham at Forest. So, I mean, it, all of our games are definitely look like we, you know, could get a result, a win. Um, hopefully we get green arrows, and hopefully Mo bags in, what, four or five? Just full-on revenge mode, so. That'd be the dream. All right, well, Sam, take us out, man. All right, we ride. Let's have a good game week up, boys.